15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. (laughs) Okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The following is a fourth-hand production. The second annual Bayou City Paranormal Symposium is here. April 25th and 26th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Special guests include John Zaffis, Katie Stafford, the Kling Brothers, and more. Two spine-tingling interactive exhibits, including the fan-favorite Psychomantium 2. Over 40 vendors and exhibitors will be on hand. Free vendor shopping all weekend. Discounted pre-sale tickets and VIP available now through February 29th. Bayou City's premier event for the things that go bump in the night. Go to badwolfevents.com for tickets and more info. I was just about to start until you started that shit. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) What? No! You suck! Hey guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of What the Suck. I'm Chris. And I'm James. And man, it feels like it's been fucking forever, but we're finally back. We're getting to it. It's going to be back to weekly instead of yeah. semi-annual weekly. Yeah, I, did. I had a little family thing happen there, yeah. so we took a couple weeks off. I mean, family thing, and then the holidays and everything, and, and this, things just, you know, January didn't start off quite like we had hoped, but that's, that's all right. That is true. That's Very all right. True. We're back at it. Um, not just that, but we're also starting a whole new podcast. Yeah. State of Fear. Go State check it out. Same place you find us, you'll find State of Fear. Yeah, we'll have the social media up on that very soon, probably before this thing is even released. Yeah, uh, so. and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a weekly podcast. Each week is a different state. We cover a different topic in the state that's happened in that state, something creepy, something scary, something weird, whether it's cannibals, serial killers, UFOs, anal raping, whatever. Basically, if it's fucked up, we're going to dig it up and we're going to read about it. That's right, so check it out. You can find anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be out, ready to go. State of fear, find it, listen to it. Fuck y'all. Well, I'll be. I'll also do a little cross promotion between our pages to make sure that you know anybody listening to what to suck, anybody following us there, we can cross over and just easily find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it up there. But let's get to the fucking movie at hand tonight. Oh Lord! Do All we, right, do we have to? We do. Tonight's movie is the 1992 American direct-to-video horror movie. Demonic Toys. Direct to, <laughs> direct to video. AKA sucks ass. AKA our favorite kind of movie. Amen, man. This I mean that's why we're here. Now, this is produced by Charles Band's Full Moon Entertainment, which I gotta say, growing up, I watched a shit ton of full moon movies. Yep. I I must have absorbed the entire Puppet Master series. That's what I was going to say. Puppet yes. Master. I, that's probably one of their more famous trilogies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Didn't that's they have probably, like three, three or four of those, I think? I think there's like six by now, dude. Damn. There was even, I, th- I believe there was a soft uh, reboot not too long ago as well. Yeah. And there was, some, there was some crossovers. I think there was some crossovers with this, with the Monarch Toys. 
Uh, maybe some other ones I can't really remember. I mean, I'll have to look. But uh, yeah, I love I, Full Moon Entertainment. I Full Moon. Loved, I always loved that crown, that clown with a drill in his head. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my boy right there. I always loved Leech Woman because all these leeches come out of her mouth. It was creepy as hell. <laughs> you know, they didn't really hurt you, but people screamed yeah. like they hurt when they got leeches on them. They oh, cried yeah. like they were being like punched. But it's just a fucking leech. Pull the leech it's off you, leech. bitch. That's yeah, right. Pull it off you, bitch. Yeah, you might leave a tendril in your arm. You might get an infection, but but yeah, just get, pull it, pull it off, off. Yeah. Uh, directed by Peter Manugin. Manugin. Um, yeah, so directed by Peter Manugin, produced by Charles Ben and Ann Kelly. Now, the really interesting thing about this movie, besides being Full Moon, is that it's written by David S. Goyer. Now, James, does that name sound familiar to you? It does sound familiar to me, but I can't pull it up. But I know that name sounds very familiar. Now, David S. Goyer. Okay, this is 1980. What did I say? 80, 1992. It's a 92 film. David S. Goyer. By now, he's both known and also hated. This man has had the most up-and-down career of anyone other than, like, Nicolas Cage. Okay. What do you do? Take a, do you remake some, a classic and fuck it up or something? No. Let me, let me give you just a few, uh, a few entries into this man's IMDb as far as writer slash screenplay. Okay? Oh, Lord. All right. So, Demonic Toys. Okay. Uh, let's see. He also wrote the sequel, Crow City of Angels, which was a piece of crap. Yes. Okay. Here's where things get interesting. He wrote the 1998 movie Blade. He did. So six years later, he wrote Blade. Okay. He wrote Blade 2. But then that's where we get a little bit of a downturn because he wrote Blade 3. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Went to the well one too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we go up a little bit. He did the screenplay for Batman Begins. No shit. Mm-hmm. Now, go a little further. He did the story for The Dark Knight. Hmm. Yeah. Go flash forward a bit more. He also did the screenplay for Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance. Well, yeah, that was okay. But no, that was, I mean, it was a complete shit. It, it yeah, was a complete nothing shit. nothing like the, the first one was, it was perfect. It was worse than the first one. I loved the first one. first you one was like, horrible, dude. You didn't like Ghost Rider. That movie could be on our, on our list. It was no, horrible. The only thing no. that saved it was Nick Cage's craziness. That movie made no sense, <laughs> had no script. That's neither here nor there. Okay, so. No, nope, sorry. Ava Mendez saved it for me. So, he also wrote the story for Dark Knight Rises. He wrote the screenplay for Man of Steel. He did? He did. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go a little further. He is attached as a writer for the TV series Krypton. Screenplay for the movie Terminator Dark Fate, which stunk. Which, I didn't which, see it. Which bombed at the theater. Um, so, this guy cut his teeth early on with bad horror films. Mm-hmm. Direct-to-video horror films. But then somehow managed to get his foot in the door of comic book movies. And some of those are pretty hefty projects. The Batman movies especially yeah. get a shit ton of money. You know? But it, again, it's a roller coaster ride because some of them are really good, some are really bad. Yep. See, and now, so I, I liked Man of Steel too. I like no. Man of Steel as well. But like Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance, you know, um well the effects in that one is one that fucked that up for me. Blade Trinity? Yeah, this, You know, some of these are pretty I mean, he's yeah, so anyway, he wrote this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is one. This is actually credited as one of his first uh, movies. This was his third movie that he wrote for. He wrote his first movie was Death Warrant in 1990. Then he did the sequel to Kickboxer. Kickboxer. Death Warrant. John Claude Van Douche. Yes. Oh, and then he wrote Lord. the he wrote the uh, story for uh, Kickboxer Two: The Road Back. <laughs> and I think they should have stayed on that fucking road and never gone home. They should have called it Kickboxer Two: Tong Po's Revenge. Kickboxer Two: Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he also um, wrote the screenplay for a 1994 movie called The Puppet Masters, not to be confused with the full moon version of Puppet Master. Whole different story. These are about aliens that, alien slugs that uh, um, 
Oh, that's right. Attached to your brain stem. Control your mind. Mm -hmm. Didn't we see that in Star Trek 2, though? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so he he wrote the screenplay for that as well. So anyway, so that's the... That's where David Escoyer is. So, yeah. he wrote this movie. Okay, so, uh, starring Tracy Scoggins, Bentley Mitchum, Michael Russo, Jeff Weston, Daniel Cerny. Music Tracy by, Scoggins. Music by Richard Band. Cinematography by Adolfo Bartoli. Another Italian. Another Italian. All what over the, the fucking place. I make it a good beat. And edited by Andy Horvich. Uh, distributed <laughs> by Full Moon. Release date, March 12th, 1992. Okay. Running time, 86 minutes. Easy. Yep. All right, so what's the movie all about? Well, I'll fucking tell you if you calm the fuck down. <laughs> all right, Demonic Toys, they want to play with you. That sounds dirty as shit. Yep. They're cute and cuddly by day, lethal demons by night. Ruthless killing machines come alive for just one purpose, death. And for five adults trapped in an abandoned warehouse, every child's worst nightmare has become a deadly reality, dot, dot, dot. While on a stakeout, Judith Gray, played by Tracy Scoggins, mm, a mm, beautiful, mm. tough cop, is trapped inside a warehouse full of toys. But he's no ordinary playthings. You almost went Shatner on us. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escape. <laughs> they they have been awakened by a they have been awakened to murderous life by a strange child of darkness. Quote unquote the kid, played by Daniel Cerny. Each toy feeds on blood. Jack in the box heads straight for the throat. <laughs> And for your arteries if you eat too much of that motherfucker. Teddy bear is not afraid to show its claws. And baby doll is truly to die for. Now it's up to Gray and a passing delivery boy, Mark Wayne, played by Bentley Mitchum, to stop the deadly demonic toys. Yeah. Why don't you just take the batteries out the motherfucker? <laughs> well, then you... again, a teddy bear ain't got no batteries. Why don't you just step on the motherfucker? Something. It sounds like this uh, is a sound pretty close to the screenplay hey, for I, Child's Play. I think I could take out a fucking a, a teddy bear. Yeah, I, I ain't afraid of no Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box ain't got no legs. <laughs> okay, it's stuck in a goddamn box. I'm squishing the fucking box. That's right. You know, the yeah, baby doll. Each of these dolls that they're in this movie look like about, mm, I don't know, maybe 16 to 18 inches tall. Yeah. Perfect size. For punting practice. That's right. Just punt them motherfuckers across the room. Just kick the motherfucker. Kick just, <laughs> just <laughs> kick the motherfucker. Yeah. So, all right. Now, now we got out the way. Let's go ahead and get into our rating system. Um, it's been a while, so maybe some people forgot, um, or maybe people are new, new to the uh, podcast. So we rate our movies in a reverse scale based on shit emojis. Yes. So, the less shit emojis you get, the better it is. The That's more you get. It's, Obviously, it, it's the, much more full of shit. Yeah, the, yeah. The more the you know, you get five out of five, you're in trouble. Yeah. So one out of five, shit emojis. Um, these are ones that you'll want to keep in your queue. They're going to be your new classics, and you'll watch them over and over, and you'll get endless enjoyment out of them. Two out of five shit emojis. You're going to watch these with friends. Only those who really enjoy watching shitty movies, like us, like my friend James here. That's right. Not for everyone. Uh, they're best with the group to riff on or play a drinking game. Absolutely. Three out of five shit emojis. Um, you'll watch this once for friends. Trust me, that'll be enough. Uh, these are the ones that are so strange you may or may not to see them more than once, but you at least want to share your misery with your friends and hope they remain so. Exactly. Yeah. Now three. Now the four out of five ones. The four out of five ones, you'll want to at least share these with your friends, and you'll watch it with them only if you have nothing better to do. I mean, And, you, and you better have good snacks, too. Or if you want to avoid <laughs> going to your in-law's house, you're like, I think I'll stay and watch this with you instead. That's right. But prepare to drink heavily while watching. Now, five out of five. Worst <laughs> of the worst. Fika 
De La Matter. Top of the shit heap. Top of the shit heap. Damn right. You're only going to bring these out on special occasions when the in-laws are in town, forced double date, um, your wife invited some friends over you don't like, and they're stuck in your house. You're like, hey, let's watch a movie. Uh, when finished, you're going to remove it from your memory with a mind-altering substance, weed, LSD, whatever you got in your house, or blunt force trauma. Yes. The, like I said, I've said this many times. The Negan bat with the barbed wire does nicely. Uh, a couple of cinder blocks or slam your head in a uh, large walk-in freezer door. There that, you go. Or just, that does the trick. Just bend forward and run headfirst into your front door. <laughs> Whatever you got handy. So, all right. Well, with that said, uh, James, what do you say we get started with the review? Amen, brother. Let's right, roll. Well, let's get back in it. For 66 years, evil has been waiting, watching, wanting for someone to play with its toys. Toys. Someone's inside the toys. <laughs> what do you want? Okay, so we just watched Demonic Toys. Yeah, or as I like to refer to it, you know, Toy Story on Acid. Toy Story Evil. I mean, shit, you know, you show this movie to the brats, you know, Santa Claus is going to save a lot of money. (laughs) Toy Story Lame. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, oh man, uh, all right, so. (laughs) I love the way we always have to gather our. The, you know, we have to push the ooze back in our ears and get our yeah. brain molded back together after we watch one of these. Try to figure out where the hell we're at and all that shit. Yep. Okay, so so it starts off with, uh, so we have two officers, Judith and Matt. They're in a car at a stakeout. Yep. And she's telling Matt, they're dating, by the way. Obviously dating and obviously doing more than that. Yeah, she's telling him about a dream that she has, some weird fucking dream where there's two kids, one blonde hair. And one brunette. The brunette has green eyes and has weird fucking claws for, for nails. <laughs> and they're playing the card game War. Yep. And the brunette, who I guess is the demon or the devil, uh, wins. And the blonde angel, whatever, loses. And that's where the dream ends. Uh, and so they're talking, they're BS, and then they're talking about how they should move in together or they did move in together. And then um, she tells him that uh, she's pregnant. That's right. And he's like, why did you tell me that? Oh, because I'm pregnant. And, and he actually had the proper reaction. Yeah, he was he very was, excited. And he was very happy about it. Yep, he was excited. He was he was looking forward to being the dad. But good, good answer. Didn't didn't stand up, slap her, and saying, who the hell is the father? 
Or, or you know, <laughs> yeah, or just saying it's not mine. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine. I use rubber, bitch. What? Who you been fucking, bitch? That's right. Um, but that's gonna have to be put on hold because for some reason, um, he decided to bring his wife as or his wife his his date. I don't know what the fuck she is. She's not 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 married. This fiance. Dating. Fiance. Okay. I guess that's good enough. All right. To with him to the stakeout. So he is there at a stakeout at a Toyland warehouse <laughs> to do a gun running, to do a gun trade. To do a gun, yeah, do a gun buy. With his wife, who he just found out is pregnant, instead of saying, we need to call it off and you need to go, he's like, oh, well, let's just do this real quick. Everything will be fine and then we'll go home. Now, in a horror movie... Is everything always just fine, Chris? No. Does everything just turn out the way you're supposed? You think it's gonna go? No. Fuck no. So this mop head fool. Yes. They get out the car and they confront these two morons. Yeah, we get call. We call them Tweedledee and Tweedlefuck. It's like it's almost like uh, fake ass Andrew Dice. Uh huh. And I don't even know who the blonde. The, the blonde is. guy is the is a reject criminal from Die Hard. <laughs> He's this blonde wannabe like mastermind german dude but he's yeah. stupid as fuck we need to shut him up he's telling them everything yeah anyway so they're talking they're doing their transaction whatever while they're doing at the uh brunette uh dark-haired um andrew dice clay <laughs> starts flirting with um the female cop with judith well i would shit yeah she's yeah, hot yeah you, you you got a little uh little uh shotgun yeah. for her don't you yeah yeah Double and barrel, bitch. The, oh, shit. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> so then the mop head is like, okay, well, you know, how much of the guns, yada, yada. And the, and the guy's like, okay, how about 40,000? Oh, oh, no, no. Let's back up a little bit. While they're talking, the reject from Die Hard brings out an uh, AR-15. AR yep. AR-15, flipping it around. Flipping around, shows him off. And then he points it at Judith, and the mop head, you know, says, hey, don't do that. And then the... Reject from Die Hard makes it known that there's no clip in the gun. Because there's no clip. Dude. So it's not it's not loaded. There's no okay. clip. And that comes that's important because of what comes next. So yep. then after the mop head decides to <laughs> ask him how much it is and the Andrew Dice Clay tells him forty grand, he's like, What do you think? And the, so then Mop Head is like, You know what I think? I think you're under arrest. And then he pulls out a gun, aims it at Andrew Dice Clay, and reject from a diehard blonde. From about two feet away. Not like a foot and a half away. Instead of taking the rifle in his hand and using like a baseball bat. Clubbing them on the He pitches it at he him. He just tosses and, it and, lightly and not at even him. Lightly. Just like lightly tosses at him. And so he takes a round in the shoulder. Bam. Yep. He's down. So then, but then Andrew turns around, shoots Mop Head directly in the gut. Direct hit. And she's just standing there the whole fucking time. Yeah, she she is she is the slowest reacting cop in the entire fucking world. Yep, she's a humming a humming a humming a what the fuck. So Mophead bites it. Uh Mophead bites it and then um both Andrew Dice Clay and Reject and Die Hard run off into this warehouse. <laughs> or they're they run around run around the warehouse being chased by Judith. And while that's okay, so then we cut to the inside of the warehouse where fat ass security guard <laughs> Is reading porn and watching The Puppet Master on a TV while not doing his job. 
Which, you know, that's one of those, I guess you call it Easter egg things in the background, because you said this yeah. guy had something to do with the Puppet Master movies anyway. Well, I mean, Full Moon is the one yeah, that they released. Produced it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then he decides to call up his favorite fast food place. The Chunky Chicken. The Chunky Chicken, where all your chicken comes with extra dirt and grease. Something. but And we're introduced to our protagonist of the film. <laughs> uh, the one, the only... Mark Wayne. Mark The two Wayne. whitest names. He's got two <laughs> white first names as his full name, Mark and fucking Wayne. Yep. So then um, we're introduced to our protagonist who looks like he's fucking 30. <laughs> working at a fast food place. Okay. Well, you know. Smoking on the job. Failure to lunch. He's smoking on the job. He gets yep. a call from Officer Fatass. Officer Fatass says, bring me my usual order. Extra chunky. Give me extra honey for my buns because my rolls because you fuckers don't give me enough honey. That's it. And fucking breasts and legs. Breasts and legs. No none wings. That, none of that wing shit. None of that wing shit. So then he, he proceeds to to get his order ready. And it, it's so funny because he goes to where the chicken is sitting in, in the little heating bin or whatever. And there's a pair of tongs right there. He, t- he picks up the tongs but then tosses them aside and starts grabbing the chicken with his hand. Grabbing the chicken with his bare hand. Just toss it into a fucking container. And then scoops this large chunk of either mashed potatoes or taters. potato salad out of a non-refrigerated container. Or yeah. not even a heated container. No. It's just like sitting it's just sit off counter. to the side. Yeah. I'm like, okay, tomain. Yeah. Fuck it. So, so then uh, his boss comes by. The 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, he, he boss comes by, and he's like, is that a cigarette in your mouth? Mm. I don't like your attitude, and mister. The, and the Mark's like, no, it's your dick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go, Mark. You tell him. You tell that 85-year-old manager of the fucking Chicken Chunky. Um, and, he, and, he, and he sits there and overacts, and he's grabbing his... He's huffing and puffing while he's oh, writing yeah. on his... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't like your attitude, mister. And he's writing on his little clipboard and shit. And so the guy's stupid. smoking. He's using his hands to grab chicken. <laughs> He tells the manager it's your dick. <laughs> and the guy is so spineless that he just decides to write on his clipboard instead of telling him he's fired or get the fuck out. He says, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna he says, Where the hell are you going? I'm taking the I'm taking this what well, I don't forget what his name is. I'm taking the I'm, order to Officer Fat Ass. Officer Fat Ass and kiss my ass. Kiss my you ass. Keep talking, I'm gonna go wreck your fucking chicken mobile. That's right. So then we cut back to the warehouse where Die Hard Reject is stumbling through the warehouse, bleeding from his shoulder. Yep. He gets this one section where there's this like this clearing in the warehouse and all of a sudden this light comes on from above. We don't see where, just above somewhere. Yeah. It looks like a fucking UFO tractor beam has has picked one spot. Yeah, in the it's warehouse. supposed to be emanating from underneath, but it looks like it's coming from on top. No, but yeah. So anyway, when you see this bright ass light What does he do? Most people would say that's peculiar and wouldn't walk towards it. But this motherfucker crawls into the light. He crawls right over to it and looks up into the light. Like, what's going on? And he starts looking around. We see all all the fucking toys that are in there. And all of a sudden, that's when the toys start to come to life. And that's when we're greeted to our main toy antagonist. Because what happens is when he bleeds onto what you notice was a faded star That's right. There's a faded pentagram on the ground there. Faded pentagram, yeah. And he's bleeding, so you're right. So he's bleeding into the star. So the blood gets soaked up by the concrete, this flashing crap, and the fucking dolls come to life. And that's when they start to come to life. And so... Uh, so all, while that's happening, the, the Judith is looking for him. That's nonsense, boring, boring stuff. But uh, oh yeah, she's chasing Andrew Dice Clay through the warehouse as well. <laughs> um, yep. 
So she captures him, but then we, we go back to uh, the reject from Die Hard, who is now introduced to our main doll characters. And that would be Oopsie Daisy. Oopsie Daisy. Uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah, so Teddy Ruxpin and the weird robot with the lasers. And then we got Jack in the crack. And Jack in the motherfucking crack. And then that's when Demon Boy walks up. Yeah, but what's stupid is right before he does that, that, that you know, Teddy Ruxpin's walking up to him growling. So he doesn't do anything to defend himself. He reaches out with his hand and leaves it right there, and the fucking teddy bear bites his fucking two fingers off. Well, th- th- this this is the start of, of what every single, like, person in this movie is, is, I guess they have a defect or something, because these dolls move at normal doll pace, very fucking yeah. slow. None <laughs> of these motherfuckers in this movie, the protagonist, the antagonist, whatever, none of them move very fast. They all have the slowest reflexes in the entire history of the world. Well, it's horror movie physics, because you remember like in the Jason movies, Friday the 13th, yeah. people running through the woods at full speed, but yet he stays right on their ass. Yeah, I mean, I, but I get that. It, it, that's a human. That's a full-grown adult. These are fucking 18-inch toys. True. And, like, just kick the motherfucker. Kick him. Kick, kick, <laughs> kick the motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they kill... The reject from Die Hard, and they start dragging his body downstairs. Uh, Judith catches Andrew Dice Clay, chain or, or handcuffs him to a rack. Yep. Um, and then uh, Mark shows up and with Officer Fatass's food, and they hang out and they're talking, yada yada yada, blah blah blah, boys being boys, bullshit. Yep, man. Andrew, yeah, Andrew and the cop are trapped in a room. Somehow got themselves locked in some kind of storage room. Yeah. And they're watching a slasher downstairs. They're watching the puppet master, and all I guess there's explosions or gunshots or whatever the hell. Yeah, they're trying so. to get out. So she fires her gun, and Mark hears it, and then tells He's like, Officer Fat asked if you asked if he heard it, <laughs> and he says, "I better go check it out." Yeah, you better go do your fucking job, dude. <coughs> yeah, because I mean, he ain't worth the shit. You're hearing all this racket. There's been a running gunfight in his warehouse for the, like the last half hour, 45 minutes. And, and all he's worried about is if he has enough fucking honey for it, his biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Grubbing to some chicken and watching some shitty ass movie. So then Officer Fatass and Mark get up to go check. For some reason, Mark goes with him. Why? I don't know. He's a civilian. Well, because he told him, he says, you know, well, there's a shotgun in that cage and blah, blah, blah. And he says, I think I'd rather take my chances with you. So he tags along with him. He's still a civilian. Keep he's, he's still a civilian. Keep your ass in, inside the fucking office, dude. He should have just dropped chicken off and fucking left. So then they they find the room that they're in. They confront Judith and, and Andrew Dice Clay. And while they're in there, that's when all of a sudden the dolls show up. Yeah, and you know what? This I know why this guy's face aggravates me so. Why? Much. The Andrew Dice dude. He reminds me of Everett McGill. You know who he is. No. He was the preacher from Silver Bullet. Oh. Reverend Lowe. Oh, yeah. He does look a lot like him. But yeah. he always plays dickheads. Yeah. yeah All yeah. his part. I mean, yeah, he was a monster in that movie. He was nice in that movie, but then he turns 
you know. It's and, yeah. And kills people. But anyway, that's who this motherfucker reminds me of. Yeah. And he always plays a dick. He almost in every like party he plays. So yeah, and this guy with his shitty acting ain't helping matters much. So So I take it back. So they hear noise out in the warehouse. So they Officer Fatass locks him I'm sorry, Officer Lardass locks him <laughs> in that room and goes to check out for himself. Yep. And that's when he gets sideswiped. Somehow the dolls are able to, to hang on to a normal sized baseball bat. I can't. <laughs> yeah. and see and and they whack the teddy bear with a bat <laughs> whacks the officer and knocks him out knocks him to the ground yep so then they kill the officer no but they kill him slow it's hilarious he gets triple jack yeah the jack in the box grabs him around the neck baby shithead this, this is it's... where this is where you meet baby oopsie and yeah. she, she's got the most hilarious line. I, I can I can cry. I can weep. I can even shit my pants. Can you shit your pants? <laughs> anyway, they take that motherfucker down the ground. Yes. They're biting him. The teddy bear is chewing his face off. So is the jack-in-the-box. The jack-in-the-box is biting him and choking him. And baby Oopsie comes up with a knife and flat-out stabs him in the nuts. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was so, a... yeah, he fades out. He's gone. And then baby Oopsie proceeds to drag his fat ass. And the whole time, the damn baby is complaining. Yeah. You fat fuck and all this shit. <laughs> He's dragging him down the fucking stairs. And, and I mean, it's 92, so all of these effects are practically done. Yeah. They're all fucking puppets. And the blood isn't bad. The blood, blood effects are You know, are when fine. we were watching this, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It really wasn't that bad. There's, I mean, been, there's, much, there's been much worse blood effects that we've had. To... And it's not ultra gory. No. Like, there's blood, but it's not, like, ridiculous amounts of blood, or, or there's no entrails or, or organs or anything. It's showing bite marks and stuff, but it's not showing, like, flesh being torn from the bones like some, yeah. like, Walking Dead shit, you know, when you see him just bite and pull, and you see... And even skin. even when, like, baby oops, he stabs him in the nuts, you don't see blood fly nope. out of his nutsack or nothing, you know? You just see... A knife going nuts. Knife going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> So then we, uh, so then we're back in the room with the uh, other three, uh, Judith, Andrew Dice Clay, and Mark, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this fourth character comes up. Yep. Uh, Annie, who comes, who comes out of the fucking ventilation shaft, <laughs> and then like, who are you? And like, I'm Annie. What are you doing in here? I'm a runaway. My father beats me, so I ran away, and I'm That's staying right. inside the fucking warehouse. Why are you staying in the fucking warehouse, Annie? I don't know. They have shelters. Go to a shelter. Go to a church. Don't stay inside of a fucking, She's in warehouse. fucking warehouse. There's no hey, food in the warehouse. Hey, but you know what? We need more bodies. There's no food in the warehouse. We need more bodies for people to die. That's true. And then at this point, uh, is it Matt? Mark. 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 What Matt? Oh, yeah. Mark's losing his shit. Mark is losing his shit, and his superior acting skills shine brilliantly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm t- yeah. telling you, this guy has got the skills, man. Yeah. He went from, he went from <laughs> being this hard ass smoking cigarettes and, and talking back to his boss all of a sudden being the fucking biggest pussy in the entire fucking movie hyperventilating crying whining yeah total bitch total bitch just losing yep. all of his shit yep uh and so um yeah so uh that's when uh ann tells him that tells them all annie the runaway tells him that there's something going on there's something inside the dolls there's some yep. ghosts or demons or they're haunted or whatever um and they're all trying to figure out what the hell is actually happening. The, yep. the Judith's like, I don't believe in that shit. This is this not real. And she knocks over a pile of uh, wooden blocks, letter blocks yep. that, that you see, the standard ones. And when she does that, um, some of them form the word believe. And so Mark's like, see, do you see? And then 
Judas like, what do you want? And then it changes from believe to death. And then yep. Mark, Mark asks, who do you want dead? And then it says you. And I wish it would have just said, go fuck yourself. Or yeah. Something. It would have been funnier. So, but then anyway, fat, you know, the baby's got fat ass down in the uh In the basement, basement. Now, yeah. And he's, that's that's why they cut him up so they'll bleed excessively. Yeah. And then they drag him down here and let him bleed out into this floor. And their blood is soaked up into the floor. And as this happens, creates. And the baby, oopsie baby. By the way, I believe the uh, robot's called uh, Mr. Static, just so you know. <laughs> what? No. Welcome, Beyonders. How did we get to this weird place? Who are these two crazy guys and what is going on? Beyond Terrestrial, or BT for short, is a podcast dedicated to the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. Hosted by Dan Martson and Lee Ariat, two guys who discovered late night radio shows like Coast to Coast while working the night shift and stumbled into a world of fantastic tales and local legends. We share these stories with our dedicated fans we lovingly call Beyonders every other Tuesday. Join me and Lee as we take a mysterious journey into obscure local tales and spin up some hot takes on the supernatural stories we all know and love. Two words. Interdimensional Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Oopsie Baby starts to draw a chalk pentagram around Officer Lardass. Perfect lines. Perfect dude. lines, yeah. Yep. And you, you can see where the crown is being held by glue on the baby's hand. Yes. It is the, is and, the worst effect. And I, and I can imagine the stage hand or the guy holding the puppet out of range, and he's like, okay, follow me with the camera. Follow me with the camera. Yeah. As yeah, he's yeah. drawing this thing. It's weak. And so... You know, so we got our characters, we need, they're trying to figure out how to get the hell out, and they decide they're going to try and go for the back exit, but the only way through is to, is to use the ventilation shaft. Yep. And somehow, the ventilation shaft is so big that both Mark and Anne can fit side by side. Things enormous. Side by side. Yep. Going through the inner ventilation shaft. It's, it's way bigger than the one in Die Hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. crawling through that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's even bigger than the one in... Uh, when we watched Chopping Mall, they were yeah. in the mall, they were in the, and they had to follow each other. They couldn't stand side by side. And nope. this one here, they can hold a full fledged, you know, dance party. I mean, this thing is yeah. enormous. And I love how all in all in all the movies, the ventilation shafts, they're all put together with like glue or something because yes. normally ventilation shafts are put together with metal screws, the little quarter inch zip screws, and, and they're stuff. all poking up inside the ventilation shaft because nothing yeah. goes in there. And they're always perfectly shiny. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're not going to be that dirty. I know they get clean, but they're always spotless. I mean, I know that's for the actors. I get it. But, you know, a little realism here. This is a grungy, nasty fucking warehouse. It's a warehouse. And it's got perfectly shiny, clean vents in it. Yeah. In real life, you'd be be cut the fuck up. Yeah, we're, we're nitpicking, folks, but you know what? That's that's one of these times you got to just start reaching for shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then we're we're back to Judith and Andrew Dice Clay, and she starts having a freaking hallucination, and she meets the demon boy. Yep. Who tells her that uh, he's been trying forever to come into a human body. Uh, he Literally, can, he can only come into this world in, in a human body, and the last time they tried was sixty six years ago. 
uh, when when and then it cuts to a scene. Uh, it's like a scene within a, a dream within a, or a flashback within a flashback. Yeah. Of 1955 and somebody giving birth and then but it sounds like sex when you yeah. first hear it when they said we were creating a baby and then you hear it pumping away you a lot going, of moaning you're like whoo hee and all this shit and you're like, like somebody getting busy <laughs> exactly you're like oh my god they're fucking but it's no she's giving birth and she's giving birth but it sounds like screw so anyway they pull this fucking baby <laughs> they pull it, the baby's like 24 inches long it's, it's this it's tall huge. ass baby and it's a, it's it comes out a it's, demon. It's got an enormous head and fucking horns. Tiny horns. Yeah. And and it's all like yellow. It looks like it's ridiculous. But, well, it's a stillborn. Right. And they're like, oh, it's too bad. Maybe we'll next try again. Time. So they hand the fucking body. Well, but it just happens so it just so happens that that night then was Halloween. Yeah. And so right after that happens, they get three trick or treaters. <laughs> And the trick or treaters come and they're asking for and, you know, to trick or treat whatever. And the 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 female, the wife, whatever, the old lady, is like, "Would you kids like something better than candy?" And I'm thinking, "What the fuck is better than candy when you're a kid? There's nothing right. better than candy when That's you're right, a kid." That's right, you nasty old bitch. Give me some fucking candy. Yeah, I don't want an apple or a toothbrush, bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> so then she tells her husband to go in and get it, and he comes back with this wrap thing, and she's like. It's a special seed if you planted a blah, 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 we'll go yada, yada. Go across the, the street to that empty lot there and then plant it there. So the kids, they put in the kid's sack. It's wrapped in this black cloth. They put in mm-hmm. the kid's bag. The kids go across the street because they're fucking idiots. And as they pull, start to pull out the, the thing to get ready to bury it, the head pops out. The kids see it, freak the fuck out, throw the bag behind their <laughs> Ew, head. And they just toss it. And the, the, the bag goes flying, lands somewhere just on the lot, okay? Yeah, and this is the backstory as to why this particular area of the warehouse is apparently possessed. Because yes. of the fact that they built, they apparently built the warehouse right over the top of When this. the workers got there the next day, or that Monday, they didn't even care that there was a dead fetus <laughs> on the ground, not buried. <laughs> They're like, uh, you know, let's just put concrete over. This will be this will yeah. be a good place for the warehouse. Let's just stick the warehouse here. Fuck it, they won't know. And so then we get reminded once again by this little fucking green-eyed bastard. Yeah. Said, "I've been waiting here sixty-six years for this, and blah blah blah." And and so like, now I'll go. have my chance because you, Judith, are pregnant. So I am yep. going to come into your baby. And then we cut to the fucking um, the ventilation shaft again. And this this is where this is where it gets that whole thing that really pisses me off. Where what's it called? Uh, Mark and Annie are going through the shafts. They mm-hmm. stop at a um, event to look down, and all of a sudden we introduce this whole other set of characters that it have makes no fucking sense, no sense, have no purpose, no reason. They what's show the fucking up. Ever? They show up. It's three little shitheads on on tricycles. Yeah, wearing little, gas masks. Wearing gas masks. I mean, it's. I guess it's supposed to be for a creepy effect, which it kind of is. But I guess. But fuck, this is all about toys, and this is the only part of the movie they're in. It never explains why they're there in the first place. Right. And then they just vanish. With you know, they point up. Yeah. And, you know, they they hear them and they're like oh my god they heard us and it's like no shit because you're up there in the fucking vent just yap 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 I said, yeah you know they they, they, they everybody can hear you <laughs> everybody can fucking hear you and they act surprised like i said that's stupid yeah but, yeah and then they they vanish now i forget what they're called but annie says that she had encountered one 
a while back, and they're 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 not real. They're hallucinations, whatever, and they don't attack you. Yeah. So what purpose is there for them? I don't know. Apparently they to no... rat, apparently to rat their ass out because they drive under the vent again and point up. Yeah. Setting the toys on a rampage. Yeah. So then Mark and and, and you're trying to get the hell out and um, and baby oopsie and uh, Mister Static the robot. Yep. Somehow get in the shaft. No, actually no, because we we see the scene where they're getting in the shaft, and it's fucking funny because Baby Oopsie, like, puts her head up into the opening, looks around, and and like smiles or some shit. After ripping off the cover, yeah, she rips yeah, off the cover. That was so fucking she hilarious. rips off the cover, and then she goes back. Her head go, goes back down, and all of a sudden you see the the point of the knife come up, and, and then, then it like pitched. plops over, and you realize that she like. <laughs> Push the fucking knife in. It's oh my god! It's, enough. It's, it's so fucking funny. It's actually pretty damn. It's pretty funny. funny. It is. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's badly needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's badly needed because this movie's hurting. And and so, so she gets in, and then Robot somehow gets in. Mister Static gets in. I like Mister Static. I love the names, by the way. Oh yeah. And by the way, the the teddy bear is called Grizzly Teddy. The Grizzly Teddy. Yeah. So they get in. <laughs> they they somehow immediately find Mark and Annie. Of course. And as as they're turning the corner, low budget, no film, dude. They got to save film. They don't have time for a chase. Yeah. So as they're turning the cor- their cor- a corner in in the ventilation shaft, uh, little uh, oopsie, little baby oopsie Daisy comes upon Mark, and and he has plenty of time to kick the baby doll, but he stops and stares, and then let, lets her say a line of dialogue before she slowly brings a knife up and, and buries it down his in his fucking calf. Just, uh. And then he kicks her. And then he kicks her. I'm like, why did you, you, I literally, I counted, you had 23 seconds from when the baby, you saw the baby to when she brought the knife down. Yep. That is a lifetime when you're in a tiny, not, oh, sorry, a giant ass ventilation shaft. Yeah. And there's a baby doll there saying something. You just, my first instinct in a nanosecond would be to kick the fucking doll. <laughs> just kick. Not yeah. wait for him to say a line and then fucking stab me. Yeah, that's fucking retarded. Yeah, because I'm sitting there going. First of all, if toys are crawling around, I would go ape shit and destroy shit. I'd light a fire. I'd do whatever. But uh, they don't do that, so they run around. And then the other girl, what's the junkie's name? Uh, Annie. <laughs> the junkie runaway Annie. Annie. She's crawling, and she gets whacked. She gets by shot in the arm Mr. by Mister Static. Static. Yeah. He hits her a couple times with them with them little with damn, them little lasers. Yeah. Little, and I'm, which which is funny because that that scene was so funny because uh, after she he shoots her. So when 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 he goes to shoot her, it is a, a shot of of the front of him, and then the lasers are you know they're they're added post. They're mm-hmm. they're CGI or not CGI, but they're um, rotoscoped, and. Um, so he shoots the laser, but then it cuts back to behind him to show the laser hitting her arm, and then the the uh, squib goes off direct in, in her arm. Yeah, but then it stays behind Mister Static. It keeps shooting, and just before it cuts, I noticed that there were flame little little flames coming out of his cannons. He's like, so they they had like they had like sparks or some sort of special effects in his actual cannon to create yep. an effect, and they didn't cut away fast enough before the the flames came up. <laughs> Uh, it's like when you get that Roman candle and the last one goes off and you got to stand there and at the end is burning. <laughs> yes, just like that, yeah. And so uh, so then uh, she's attacked and so they, they, ma- they manage to get out of the vent into the office. Yep. And then they turn around and both Baby Doll, Oopsie Daisy, and Mr. Static are sitting in, in the opening. Yep. And so then Mark grabs a lighter and a can of bug spray or something, <laughs> creates a torch, burns them up, 
And you're, hey, you're ruining my fucking makeup. Oh, yeah. Oopsie daisy. That's all she's you're ruining my fucking about. makeup. You're ruining my fucking makeup. So then, then they're trying to figure out how to get the hell out of the room and, and where they're going. And, but then uh, Oopsie Daisy uh, jumps down out of the thing and starts to attack Anne. And, <laughs> and, but then at some point, somehow... Oh, no, no, no. That, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. Uh, she jumps down and she goes to attack Anne, but Anne backs up against the wall. And then the, the jack-in-the-box breaks through the window. Okay. <laughs> the glass window, mind you. This fucking Jack in the Box, all right, a, a a a paper, and probably paper mache Jack in the Box. Yeah, it's, or it's the light, you know, it's the light fucking fabric over a slinky type Jack in the Box, yeah, or whatever, or, you know, kind of like with the, those cans of snakes, the old fashioned snake pop yeah. shit. Yeah, it's a fucking Jack in the Box. Breaks through the box. window, this this glass window, starts chomping on her on her, her latches neck. on to her like. Fuck. Then <laughs> it's, Mark it's comes over, awesome. gets it off. Then that's when Baby Oopsie attacks her. And what's funny is Oopie attacks her, and the Jack in the Box, after he grabs it off of her, stands up, stiffens up, and yeah, jumps and right jumps on his Mark, neck. Starts jabbing his neck. Right on yeah. his neck. It's hilarious. He's like, that Jack in the Box is like, I'm going to eat somebody. <laughs> and so... So this is pretty comical. Yeah, this, the this toy is bat, fucking the hilarious. Battles, the battles with the toys are comical. Yeah, because the, the damn Jack in the Box is chomping on Mark's neck. Yeah. And baby Oopsie somehow gets onto Annie's face. And very slowly starts to stab her in the eye. And again, I'm like... This is a little 12-inch tall baby doll. Yeah. Throw the motherfucker. Yeah. And so then uh, Mark is able to get the the um, jack-in-the-box off. Uh, there's a, a weapons closet in the office. He's yep. able to pull the shotgun out. He blasts the hell out of jack-in-the-box. But it's too late for poor Annie. No, she's dead. The crackhead yep. is the the yep. Baby oopsie and stabbed her in the eye about 12 times. That's right. Took and her then, out. So. And then uh, he turns around and, and oopsie's on, on top of Ann and then takes off running. Mark is two feet from the motherfucker. Two feet. With a shotgun. No, this is literally. He is telling the truth, folks. Two he feet is with two a shotgun. Feet with a 12-gauge shotgun, and double misses. barrel, at almost point-blank range, and you get one little pating spark yeah. off an end of a shelf or something. It might as well have been a BB gun. And he leans back and says, you missed me. Yeah. And I've also noticed something else about all the toys. Hmm. They're full of slime. Yeah, so I guess because they're demonic toys. Demonic slime, yeah. Every like... time they kill one of these things or smash one of them, he blows these things away. He blows away the jet, you know, he blew away the jack in the box. Yeah. And then it was still twitching, so he goes over and stomps on it. Right. You know, it's like he's going to go over there and blow it away, but then he ends up just stomping on it. It's, and it's like just stepping g- on a big pus pile. It's yeah, just, just goo, g- green goo, whatever. So Mark gets out of the room. He grabs some extra ammo, whatever, and gets out of the room. And this is where we get our brief nudity from. Very brief. Because he ends up uh, running into one of the weird. Uh, I'm going to start calling them rescue titties. Okay. Because there's a point in every movie when, they, when they're when they this shitty mm-hmm. that a movie has to be rescued by some, by cheap, some titties. cheap nudity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good point. That's a great point. Rescue titties. That's so he runs to the three uh, gas mask sisters, whatever. Uh, and as they're coming towards him, he, he reminds himself that they're not real. They disappear. He, he's closing his eyes saying they're not real. They disappear. He opens his eyes. But one of the girls is there. But she's not wearing a mask. She looks like a normal little girl. But then he looks again, and now she's a full-grown adult girl wearing the same blue dress, but an adult. And then she proceeds to take the dress off. Ah, uh, yes. And that's where we get the nudity from, the brief nudity. And then she's trying to seduce him or whatever. 
and but then it changes from uh the adult girl to but then it changes to Anne in her dead form with her yeah her eye all poked out and she's laughing at him like hey, you're yeah die and all that shit so then as he's trying to get himself out of that hallucination uh Andrew Dice Clay shows up <laughs> knocks him down on the ground takes a shotgun it's about to kill him and then Judith comes around the corner and bam from like 10 yards away yeah finally shoot something i mind you like i said Dead she's center. had she's had her weapon drawn for most of the movie and has only fired like two shots if that yeah one down the alley at first and then she ran around and i think she shot one thing oh yeah she shot uh down the or next to the car after they shot her us her boyfriend and then again, when they were in the warehouse and they were three feet away from each other, her and Andy yeah. Ice Clay around the, the corners and she yeah. shot at him and missed him totally. And then she emptied her clip to get their attention that yeah. one time. Yeah, trying yeah. to figure And that's it. But then she shoots him dead point center in the forehead. Uh, good shot. Dead too. point center, 10 yards away. But she's, he's able to utter a smart-ass sentence. Yeah, because he's, he's possessed by the demon, of course, too. Yeah. So he starts talking for a bit. And then, then Mark blows his... Okay, no. Mark goes to use a shotgun on him because he's still talking. The, the Andrew Ice Clay has been shot in the forehead, but he's still talking. So Mark goes to point the shotgun at him. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. Head explosion, right? That's no, what happens. Explosion. Give me something. Yeah. Shoots. We pings get, his fucking corner, his his shoulder. It like some some fabric flips up. And yeah, just a little, and I'm sitting there going, "This is a 12 gauge fucking shotgun, and yeah. at that range, sorry, the head is going to splatter. Yeah, or at least you're going to see a hell of a lot more blood." But nope. And so he gets taunted by Andrew Dice Clay, and so he decides to to turn the shotgun around and use the the butt as a bat, and he's going to knock him out. Whatever. But he doesn't knock him out. He knocks his fucking head off his he body. He hits him. He just like, hit him like he's going to knock him out, and his head rolls, rolls the fuck right out. off the fucking body. I mean, not even not, no, no reason, no string, no setup, no no veins, no nerves, no muscle tissue like, hanging out. It just rolls off like a mannequin head. If he had shot him and instead of hitting the shoulder, took off a good chunk of his neck, I could believe, and it. then hit him with. I could get that. Yeah, I could believe yeah. that. But he he barely pinged his shoulder. Turn around. Turn the weapon around. Barely, I mean, not even a forceful You can take hit. a baseball bat and swing it as hard as you can, a solid wood baseball bat, and you're not going to knock somebody's head off their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So, so after Nit- that... Nitpicking once again, but that's that's what we do. Yeah. So then after that, <laughs> uh, we we get to the basement where every, all, the, all the main actors show up. Yep, starting to culminate here. Yeah. The climax of the movie is starting to happen. And the little boy transforms into his true self, which is this taller adult demon with horns. Uh, and he, he has her down inside the uh, pentagram on the floor. Mm-hmm. Has her tied up uh, to prepare to enter her body to her baby. Best way I can describe this guy. Does anybody remember Calabas from Clash of the Titans, the original? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, he kind of has, has, has a Calabas kind of look. Big, you know, big protruding brow, cheesy little shitty horns. Yeah. But. So what, what also happened just prior to that was while, before that happened, the boy was at the, um in the basement meditating evil style, right? <laughs> I love evil style. Evil style. And the camera pans across uh, a, a tracking shot and then it stops on this one box and the box opens and this toy soldier pops out. Uh, somehow the boy doesn't see, doesn't see the soldier, but he, boy, the soldier takes off. Well, 
why it took off, I don't know, because it ended up coming right back to that area once the demon is trying to enter into Judith. Yep. Because it turns out the trying to enter in quotations. Right. So then the demon, the demon that meant the uh, the, the you're toy soldier. Too, you're being too clean, dude. Turn the, it loose. The the the, <laughs> the toy soldier, the toy soldier shows up, and fires his gun at the demon and takes his fucking eye out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's awesome. And then he runs over to where Judith's being like held and takes out his little fake sword and chops one of the straps so she can get loose. But then he turns into a boy, a the blonde boy from the beginning. Yep. In the soldier's from her in, dream and stuff. In yeah. the soldier outfit, and then her and the, the, him and the other the other the demon boy start to fight. Yep. And then while that's going on, while they're doing their now, now you're talking kindergarten style fight. This ain't yes. This ain't like supernatural battle, sparks flying, fire and stuff like this. No, he right. runs up and they kind of just rough around and he pushes him into a pile of boxes, and they're bitching and <laughs> right. And 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 uh, they're 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 fighting over Judith's soul or whatever it is. And while that's happening, all of a sudden, uh, somehow Mark had gotten outside and he got the chicken. No, I take that back. While that was happening, Mark and them were trying to fight the rest of the toys. Yep. He they shot and killed Oopsie Oopsie Baby. Killed shitloads of Oopsie Daisy. Yep. Um, blowing her head off first, and then blow wait, separating her head from her body. Yep. Then blowing the head separately. Yep. And then they killed Mister Sparky. They killed they killed Mister Static. <laughs> Mister Static. Yeah. <laughs> they blew him apart. Then all the toys in the room started coming to life. So. Uh, they started shooting all the toys. All the toys. Because yep, I said they had to because yeah. the demon was reaching his peak strength and his right. energy was, you know, about peak. He was about getting ready to be born and all yeah. this crap. So all the toys were absolutely so losing they, their fucking minds. So then this is before Judith is, is captured. But um, so then they, they shoot the grizzly Teddy. And after they shoot him, somehow, some way, he turns into where Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> he grows to five foot eight inches tall, at least, and it's a, it's a actor wearing a weird werewolf teddy bear outfit. Yep, like I said, I made reference to it. If uh, the movie Prophecy, yeah, it's the same kind of rubber, deformed looking nastiness. Yeah, so that starts. He starts chasing Mark. Judith gets caught, and that's when she ends up in the basement. Mark runs out. And is being chased by this where Teddy and is chased out and ends up at the chicken, the chunky chicken car <laughs> gets into the car. The monster is trying to get in the car for like five minutes. Finally steps on the gas, kills the monster, ends up running through the wall into the basement where the demon and the angel are fighting and ends up setting the car on fire. <laughs> and what's <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but just somehow the car starts on fire. But while that's happening, well, no, he shot. No, he shot the. Oh, that's right. He shot the. He shot the gas tank. He shot the gas tank and it started leaking. And then he lit something on fire, a teddy bear or something, <laughs> and then the threw toys, it at the thing and threw it at and blew up the chicken mobile, which was dumb because there was no cause. No, there's no reason to either that or he had pinned the teddy bear and wanted to kill it and burn it up or blow it up or whatever, but. No, he didn't give a fuck about the chicken mobile anyway. He told, no. the, told the manager he was going to fuck it up anyhow. But he, uh, when you notice it, when it explodes, this is just something people might want to know. It's not oh, yeah. important. No. But it is a gutted station wagon. And you see that because when he 
rams the the uh the car into the wall in the basement trying to pin the teddy bear monster the door just the passenger door comes right off just drops off just drops right off but you see interior yeah but then when the when the car actually explodes you look inside and you see the dashboard and it's all stripped it's all down gone. to the metal yeah it's just a base so it's, just, it's like, just a frame yeah there's yeah. no debris right it's just a big fireball yeah but it's just one of those picky fucking things i like to do and so and so while the, the demon and the the good boy whatever are fighting then it transitioned to that scene from the beginning where they're in this weird house playing war again but this time the angel boy wins yeah the, the devil the, boy puts down the king he smiles and, and the angel boy put, puts down an ace and somehow that means that he wins the war yeah like the actual war and the demon boy is vanquished and then we get a stupid supposed you know, mushy scene. It's so fucking dumb. Where the angel boy, the 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 toy soldier boy, tells Judith that uh, he's her unborn son, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm blah, still blah, a spirit blah. right now, and I can talk to you, yeah. and blah blah blah. But I'll see you in eight months. And so anyway, all this shit. Yeah. So then that's the end of the movie. That's so it. then she's sitting there coddling this little toy soldier, and thank God. And that's it. That's oh. the end of the movie. And uh, you know, um, I loved it. I did. I loved it. It was enjoyable. Um, it was corny. It was slow at some points. Um, the script, like I don't. This this is one of those really really bad David Goyer, Goyer scripts. I mean, his bad ones, his later bad ones are bad because they're just they're supposed to be big theatrical le- releases, yeah. you know. But this one is just the script is horrible. The story. You know, it, it goes in five different places, but doesn't really ever finish those different places. It just And kinda... it doesn't explain a bunch of stuff. No. What saves the movie for me is the toys themselves. Yeah. Baby Oopsie. Oopsie Daisy. She is fucking hilarious. Mr. Static is Mr. cool. Mr. Static is cool. So the, so the toys were cool. The Jack in the Box. I love that motherfucker. Yeah, Jack in the Box. Eh, Jack in the Box and Grizzly Teddy were like my least favorite because they weren't, I guess they weren't in it very much. But yeah, but I mean, when Jack killed, he killed. He was good. But like, Oopsie Daisy but, had a voice. Like she, yeah. she was a funny little and talking shit, snippy, snappy bitch. Yep. And yeah. and Miss Goggins is hot. So uh, yeah, you do like Miss Goggins as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it did have its redeeming qualities. Unfor- yeah. You know, sometimes we watch movies that have no redeeming qualities. This one actually had a few that made up for the atrocious acting. Yeah. But it is the kind of acting you come to expect from a cheese grater level movie like this you know just complete just like you said corny as fuck. right corny as fuck i i even actually enjoyed the 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 actor who played the kid i thought he did a pretty good job the, the demon kid yeah because he his he voice did. was dubbed over by an adult obviously mm-hmm. but his facial expressions and his his body language was pretty good um it matched. well you wanted to slap him so he was doing his job yeah yeah i thought it was really, really well i mean uh, the the judith was okay up to a certain point then she got terrible uh mark was okay at the beginning when he was uh being a dickhead but then after yeah, that, he was he funny was... at the chicken joint but then he turned into super pussy yeah and his acting got really bad yeah that, that was horrible um and then uh the the dolls were were all hilarious and, and, and crazy and weird and bad um but i can definitely see this being something that you sit around with friends and riff on or play play a drinking game. I you mean, can make you, there's ways you can do drinking games and stuff like this. Or you even, know, you even have to get creative a little bit because like you said it's all over the place. Yeah. But there's something you can do. Or play some sort of like bingo game or something or just sit around with friends and just enjoy how yep. bad it is. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually going to give this one a 2. Damn. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to give it a 2. All yeah, right. for sure. What about cool. you James? What do you like or not like about it? Well, I hated the acting. 
for the most part. Love okay. the dolls. All right. Love the blood effects. They were fairly decent. They weren't overblown, but they weren't horrible. We've seen a lot worse. Okay. Like I said, the practical effects were good. Yeah. I just cut to the chase. I like this movie too, and okay. I'm going to go ahead and go with a two myself. I see. All right. I awesome. recommend it. Definitely yeah. want to drink, have some fun with it, rip on it. Watch it with friends. Yeah, Watch I was thinking three, but I'm like, you know what? It's 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 a little bit better than that. After yeah. I watched it again, I was like, okay, this is going to work. This is not that bad. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... We're in the total shitty movie business here. That's what we do. Yeah. And as, you know, within our subject matter, and mm-hmm. we, in our realm or our scope of what we try to do here, this is one of the, you know, one of the better ones we've seen. Yeah. It's it's, it's not... Entertainment so, quality more than, you know, than actual... Than qual- an actual quality, movie actual quality. quality movie. Right, yeah, script and all it's that. Entertainment. It's got entertain entertainment factor. Right. You know, it's funny. It makes you laugh. You like, and it makes you go, "Oh my god, really?" Yeah. But it's not that where it makes you want to just leave the room. And but shit. not on the level of like. To me, I don't think it's on the level of like Jack Frost or, shit, or no. Hobgoblins, which no. were ones for us, which were so bad they were good. Yes. This one is. It, this one could have been that level, but it somehow just didn't quite reach that level. Now that it was, there was that one scene that we both thought was funny where, um, there was an off screen voice, much like in Jack Frost. Remember yeah. where, um, what was that? I forget what it was. It was something that was said off screen. Yep. Um, I, and I can't remember the line. I can't remember, it. but it was funny as hell, but it, it needed more of those moments. Yes. To, to elevate itself to a one like Jack Frost. Oh, I remember what it was. What? The kid was standing there with a shotgun. He says, I would just kill myself. Oh then yeah. You hear, then you hear the voice. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the demon says, go that's ahead. That's what it oh, was. The demon was. tells him, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Just for, I mean, right there. No reason for it. That's you some didn't funny need, shit. You didn't need to add that line, but adding the line just made it funny. It did. It helped. Yeah. So it needed more of those to get it to like the level one, like the, the one out of five, Jack Frost, the, the Hobgoblins. Because Hobgoblins was, yeah. I mean, I mean, story-wise and structure-wise, Hobgoblins was absolutely horrible trash. Oh, God. But yeah. everything that happened in the movie was so fucking bad. And funny that yeah. it totally made up for it. Absolutely, and that and that, like I said, that's what we do. Yeah, you know that's why we watch these shitty horror movies. Mm-hmm. You'll never see a Hellraiser on this show. You'll never see or never listen to us rip apart any of the really good movies. Right. We go after the forgotten. We go after the shitty. That's what we're trying to do. And this is a good shitty movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see myself watching this again and not being upset that I'm watching it again. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be so. like, oh my god. Well, for me, you know why I watch it again. Yeah, I, I, I know you. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, James. Well, why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find us? Well, we are on the Fourth Hand Network. If you go to fourthhand.com, you will actually find our show. You'll find our State of Fear podcast there as well, and there are several other great shows there that you can listen to. A ton of all great shows. different, all different topics. Yeah. And these are really good guys. All these fellows in this network. Uh, so you go there, you subscribe to these shows, yeah. uh, you can find us there. We're also on the other platforms. We're on Castbox. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes. All we're everywhere. Stuff. Yeah. We're basically everywhere, but we are a member of this fourthhand.com network and we highly recommend that you follow it. Yeah. I just want to say that, um, we are super excited and super, uh, happy to be a part of this network. Um, everybody's been super uh, helpful and cooperative. And, Absolutely. And and uh, 
you know, every single person that we, we talk to in the chat is is just excited about this and, and, and anxious to get this going. And and like James said, there's so many, there's such a wide variety of shows in this network. Yeah. There is a show about coin collecting. Yep. Okay. There's there's paranormal shows. There's a coin collecting show. There's a there's a show all about a Brady Bunch rewatch. I mean, you can probably find anything you're looking for in and, this and network, it's, and it's constantly growing. We're br- they're, they're bringing new shows in all the time, so it's going to be awesome. What about social media? Yeah, I can. I was just going to get there. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We do not have Twitter because Twitter sucks. Yeah. You know, so where can, where can they it. find us on those? How they find us though? How they find us? Yeah, they look for us under What the Suck podcast. If you look on Facebook, you just type in What the Suck, we'll show up. If you go on Instagram, you have to type What underscore the underscore Suck underscore podcast, and you'll mm-hmm. find us. All right, and go follow us and give us Please. a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, we have not had any reviews lately. Please put a review, whether you like us or not. I want to see what y'all think. Uh, we want to hear what y'all think. Yeah, please or leave watch a the review. movies or watch the movies and give us your opinion. I'd rather you listen to the episodes and give us a review of the episodes. Well, true. What you like, what you didn't like, what you think uh, works, what doesn't work. I mean, we may not fucking follow it, but I still yeah. want to hear what y'all think. Yeah, we may take your comment and wipe our ass with it, but you most, know what? Most likely, most like, but everything is appreciated and it'll get used. We're kidding, of course. That's we'll right. use it. We always take the criticism, constructive or otherwise, but we just need some. Yeah, so give us some. So we're deep into our second season. We haven't heard a negative peep out of anybody, and we really we've heard some positive comments. I'm sure there's negative, which out is there. great. I want to hear the negative though. I, I would like to hear it, you know, yeah. because that way that's how we get better. Yeah. Well, uh, this has actually been one of the few times where it's been super fun, James. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we do have we do have those that are a ton of fun, and we have some that we suffer through. But this one was definitely a kick. Yeah, and so we have some uh, some pretty fun shows coming up in the future. So uh, be on the lookout for those. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Absolutely. So I'm Chris, and I will see you at the next Suck Fest. Yeah, and this is James. And if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit. been listening to a fourth hand joint switching to geico is a good idea especially when you consider everything first off geico makes it easy to switch they have licensed agents available 24 7 online or over the phone but if it's so easy you might start thinking everything is easy even big wave surfing and it's not it's actually quite difficult Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well... GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. With equipment breakdown coverage from American Family Insurance, you can protect all the things that keep your dream home running from sudden mechanical or electrical issues. Because this sound... 
shouldn't mean. Contact your local agent or visit AmFam.com to learn more. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Refer to policy for equipment breakdown, covered losses, deductible limitations, and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Products not available in every state.